yourself. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Let's go, Brandon. I keep it strong like I'm the can. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Panic, I can't really just panic. Hey, Brandon, let's go, Brandon. You ask questions, they spell panic. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep it strong like I'm the Raise the roof here, the lunchtime edition of WABC. 45 minutes of a rip and read of my commentary following Bill O'Reilly. Boy, this is the fastest moving 45 minutes in all the talk radio. Nobody can touch this stuff. First off, the continued celebration of President Joe Biden's 80th birthday in which he insists he's going to run for another term. Ma Kwana Mai, please. You're impaired to begin with. You think you're going to actually improve? Maybe you take your ginkgo or bibo or whatever. Amphetamines, Adderall, whatever it is, it ain't going to do it. It ain't going to do it, Joe. I mean, just look at what has happened in this past week. The rebirth, the resurrection of the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Despicable, vile. A totalitarian dictator of the worst type in the sands of Mecca and Medina. It is the house of fraud. 3,000 fake, phony, fraudulent princes with fake mustaches, fake beards. They wear the shmata and uh, over their head. And they bow five times a day in Mecca and Medina. They're fraudulent. Because you've seen them when they come here to New York to check on all the property they own. They're wearing those knockoff, shine-in-the-dark Armani suits. They're chasing trim. They're doing blow cocaine. They're drinking, knocking back Jameson. They're decadent. They're debaucherous. They're everything that the royal family in Saudi Arabia has been. And let's not forget 9-11. Let's not forget that they supported Osama bin Laden. They called him the black sheep of the family of the largest construction firm in the Middle East and the Persian Gulf, owned by his father in Saudi Arabia. And they claim, oh, we had nothing to do with Osama bin Laden, even though there were members of the 3,000 princes of the House of Fraud who were subsidizing their efforts to destabilize Western civilization and to attack America, the big Satan, and then eventually Israel, the little Satan. Let's talk uh, specifically what has happened so far. So Joe Biden gave blanket immunity both at the criminal level and the civil court level, to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia for the execution, the assassination of an American citizen, Khashoggi, who was actually uh, a columnist for the Washington Post at that time. Bezos said nothing, right? Bezos, who said that the crown prince was the one who was responsible for sending out the photos of him, uh, I guess, flashing his... uh, his uh, three-piece set and uh, pictures of him and his gumada at the time in Seattle, the world headquarters of Amazon at the time. Remember how he tried to blame everything on the crown prince? Well, he was probably absolutely jacked squad correct. 
But now all of a sudden, no other discussion of that. At that same time, the emir of Qatar was at war with Saudi Arabia. The crown prince was trying to crush Qatar. And then the other day, we see them in the stands. Notice, Lou, in the opening round of that fake game between Qatar, which has never had a competitive uh, uh, soccer team, on the grounds with Ecuador, we saw up in the stands the uh, director of FIFA, FIFA, from I smell the tuchus of a drunk Englishman, can't drink any beer. No beer, no beer in Qatar. And he was in the middle. On one side, you had the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, absolute enemies of the emir of Qatar. And what happened uh, after the first half of action, right, a brief break, they were like holding hands and kissing. I mean, they were like lip-locking. And you say to yourself, what the hell is going on? You get the death penalty in Saudi Arabia if it's determined you're a homosexual, lesbian, binary, whatever the hell, 72 different gender and sexual um, uh, attitudes that a person has. It's off with your head. They give you a poke and a chop. Likewise in Qatar. In Qatar, Qatar had promised from FIFA. I smell the tuchus of a drunk Englishman. They had promised them that anybody wearing the rainbow garb celebrating gay and lesbian pride would be permitted to come into any of the stadii that they had uh, constructed with the uh, third world um, immigrants that they imported in because there's only 300,000 Qatarians. The population is 3 million, right? Uh, It's like Palestinians who do all of the work. They bring them in from Pakistan. They bring them in from Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. They do all the work. They died while constructing these stadia for Qatar. And then all of a sudden, they're being denied entry into those same stadiums where they were told a symbol of LGBTQ plus would be acceptable. <laughs> and then, of course, you knew the fix was in. Oh, come on. Right? Remember that first goal against Qatar that they called back when uh, Ecuador had scored? You know, let's face it, Ecuador, they play soccer morning, noon, and night. Qatar, they don't play soccer uh, at all. They called it back, but still, still, there was no way they could fix it. I guess the Ecuadorians were not willing to be paid off by the emir of uh, Qatar to give them that victory. But that didn't stop the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Look at what happened yesterday, right? Argentina, right? Argentina, 36-match unbeaten streak ended in an absolutely stunning fashion in a 2-1 loss to Saudi Arabia. Pudo quedar tranquilo y nació al día siguiente. Mira el centro, clave, gol! All right, relax. They haven't taken over our country yet. They're dribbling across the border as we speak because of Title 42, right? Uh, the freezing of Title 42. They're dribbling the soccer balls across our border. Eventually, this will be the primary language of a United States Spanish. English will be a secondary language, maybe a third language. Who knows? But the point being is... Hey, Macedonian Phil, I know you lost a lot of money so far, you degenerate gambler on betting World Cup. Countries you can't even find on the map, but you're you're playing the action. And I say to myself, really? Argentina lost 
to Saudi Arabia. Let's see, Messi, right, Mr. All-World, Lionel Messi, scored the first goal, and then within a two, six-minute span, there were two goals by the Saudis, right, in the pitch. And then all of a sudden, we are to believe that Argentina launched a fierce comeback. Maybe the spirit of Maradona was there, right, who would, like, punch the ball into the net. No. They lost 2-1. You really believe they lost? Come on, let me hear that again, that, that, that goal. Let me hear that goal, right? Pudo quedar tranquilo y nació al día siguiente. Mira el centro, clave, gol. Enough of that. I get a headache. Every goal brick, right? They all tell oh, I, I can't work. Uh, I got to watch uh, the battle between uh, Croatia uh, and Liberia. Like, they, they have no idea where these countries are on the map. But, oh, I got to watch it because I got action here. It's a reason to be a slacker, a deadbeat, a goal brick, as if they're not slackers, deadbeats, and goal bricks most of the time. So you think of it. Saudi Arabia pulls this upset. And you don't think that Messi and the Argentines were paid off with maybe a few billion petrodollars so they could retire for life. They never have to worry about dribbling a soccer ball again. And I know you're going to say, yeah, but they got to go back to Argentina for their last tango in Buenos Aires. No, they don't. They can live wherever they choose after they just got greased by the crown prince to lose to the Saudi Arabia. Let me take you back in time, Lou, because we have not succumbed to that. Thank God the United States got tied by Wales. Uh, What was it? 1-1, nil-nil, whatever the hell it is in the pitch. Tom Jones had actually let out the Welsh team. You know, Tom Jones, the singer, I thought he was dead. He actually let him out. He was singing there. The Welsh were all inspired to beat the Americans. The Americans have no offense whatsoever. Oh, all the Americans, oh, we're going to go to the World Cup. Get out of here. I think America, 1919, the Black Sox scandal. Remember, it was the Chicago White Sox against the Cincinnati Reds and Arnold Rothstein fixed the games. And yet eight of the uh, White Sox went on trial and they were acquitted, acquitted of all charges of cheating. But then Judge Kensaw Mountainlanders, commissioner of baseball, banned all eight in perpetuity. You know, they gave him the Pete Rose treatment. And remember that famous line, Shoeless Joe Jackson was probably the best of the eight. They won't even permit him into the Hall of Fame. He really he really deserves to be there. But remember the little kid was saying to Shoeless Joe Jackson, say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. You know damn well the Argentine team got bribed. Meantime, the bigger problem isn't the Argentines. They'll be able to settle anywhere in the world. They'll have billions of dinars from the crown prince of fraud of Saudi Arabia for throwing that game. Look at the Iranians. The Iranians stood up to their own government. They would not lip sync or even sing the national anthem, which means they're in double trouble. Because uh, over in Iran, the demonstrations, the riots continue to take place. In fact, on the very day that the Iranians stood up to their government of the Ayatollah, and you know it's going to be tough for them. They lost to England 6-2. In fact, I think the U.S. has to play the Iranians next, right? 
But anyway, on the very same day, the Iranian commander of the Revolutionary Guard said, Welcome back, Netanyahu. It's like, welcome back, Carter, right? They, they love Jimmy Carter because, remember, they had 52 U.S. Embassy employees taken hostage on November 4th, 1979, for 444 days. And then the Israelis, on our behalf, uh, gave the Iranians uh, the American tow missiles, made the exchange. Oliver North got the money for used it to fund the Sandinistas against the Contra, Contras down in Nicaragua. And you know the rest of that, Iran-Contra. And that was also to be used by the Iranians against Iraq. But speaking of Iraq... You remember how many times the national team, when Saddam Hussein was a totalitarian dictator of Iraq, would come back from playing national matches in the pitch? Like, for instance, there was a qualifying match in 2003 in Jordan against the UAE, and it was a tie. Nobody wanted to take the penalty shootout kick for the Iraqis because they knew if you didn't, if you didn't make the kick... And the UAE did. That's it. Off with your head. Well, guess what? Eventually, one of their members had to take the penalty kick. And as soon as he got back to uh, Iraq, Uday. Remember, there were the two sons of Saddam Hussein. There was Uday and there was Kusay. Uday was the head of sports for Iraq. And he summoned the team from Iraq that had lost to the UAE to the Olympic Committee grounds. And there the eldest son blindfolded each and every one of the members of the losing Iraq national team. And he had rattans beat them on the bottom of their feet, shaved their heads, removed all the hair on their body, plucking it out, not even shaving it, plucking it out like you would pluck a chicken or a capon, a castrated rooster, for your uh, Thanksgiving Day meal. And he threatened to cut off the player's legs and throw them to ravenous dogs. If you miss practice sessions for the Iraqi national team when Uday Hussein was in charge, <laughs> even if you had to attend a sick child or funeral, it meant prison. A loss or a draw brought flogging with electric cables attached to your gonads, which would cause you to scream. Ah! Or a bath in raw sewage. So understand this, the Argentines and Messi will escape that because they'll, they'll settle all over the world with the millions of dinars that they got from the crown prince to throw that match. But, oh, Argentina is crying today, and none of the team members will return for their last tango in Buenos Aires. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Yeah, Phil. Macedonian Phil, did you see the Mitzvah tank outside? Sent by the Lubavitch 770 Eastern Parkway. This is the Rebbe's Mitzvah tank song. And even though uh, I had spent uh, 30 days and 30 nights rescuing Lubavitch, 
In the pogrom, the riots, 1991 in Crown Heights. Boy, did they quickly forget in this last election against Eric Adams. They, they, they didn't vote for me. Because oh, their big mock has said, no, 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 we got to go with Eric. Yeah, but Eric was with Al Sharpton and Sonny Carson. Curtis was with us. Uh, that was then. This ain't now. But, hey, I noticed they're out there. They're trying to rescue their lost Jews, the mitzvah tank. And they're trying to get Sid Rosenberg. And what, what is it, Lou? Sid does the dance every day, the horror. He avoids them. He goes out the back door trying to bring them back in the fold. They know that Sid Rosenberg is a BLT Jew. Bacon, lettuce, and tomato. But I played this song because, let's face it, the news has been filled with stories about anti-Semitism or supposed anti-Semitism. We'll get down to that. First off... Earlier this morning, and I listened religiously, as all of you should, to Sid Rosenberg. Monday through Fridays from 6 to 10, I see he had my kumbari chich on, Rudy Giuliani. But before he even got to Rudy, he was commenting uh, about naturally me because every chance I get, I am trying to make sure that a sit-down never takes place. Between Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, the mayor now, who is called Michael Baricich, the best mayor that has ever existed in New York City, Rudy Giuliani, a racist. I'm doing everything I can. Listen, listen to uh, Sid, who has a habit of either kvetching or quelling. Here he's kvetching. But about 2.50 yesterday afternoon, I, I never nap, I very rarely nap. Yesterday, I decided to take a nap before I went to the gym. And I noticed two missed calls at 2.50 from Rudy Giuliani. And then I got a text from that psycho Curtis that he was with Rudy at 2.50, and they both tried to call me. And I said, that's funny. I just saw two missed calls from Rudy. I had no idea Curtis was part of that. And Curtis is just, um, well, he's, he's just become completely obsessed with me. It's it, it makes for great radio. It's very entertaining. But I got to tell you that... Um, some shrink out there needs to do a case study on this. There's no doubt. I've got all the furniture upstairs and rearranged in the wrong rooms. I think everybody would agree. Look, I feed pigeons right throughout the streets of New York City. I'm the pigeon man. Um, I say things on the radio that would mean uh, my own execution and assassination. Hey, who cares? Go ahead. I'm like a cat with nine lives. Right? I've used eight of them. I got one more left. But anyway, there's no doubt I need a shrink. In fact, if you listen to talk radio, as you should, this thing of ours, the crazier you are, the better a talk show host or hostess you are. When you're normal, forget it. You're boring. Boring. Let's face it. Macedonian Phil, how many people listen to sit in the morning because they think at any moment that locomotive is going to crash into the mountain, right? Right? Likewise with me, people listen to me religiously. We're one and two in the ratings here at WABC now. Sid, number one, whale ahead. I'm now number two, clawing my way back from when I ran as mayor. I'm now number two, right behind Sid, but I got a long way to go. But people listen to me to see if I'm even going to be here on the radio. Maybe some of, some of my many enemies have whacked me out there, either on my way to WABC or on my way home to visit my... Gorgeous wife, Nancy, taking care of our 18 rescue cats. But I digress. And so in the midst of this interview with my Kumbari Chich, Rudy Giuliani, at 840 this morning, notice 
Notice how all of a sudden Sid tried to rope Rudy into this. He's a pal. Well, I'll tell you what, um, how a friend, the mayor, is dealing with that now. In fact, he and uh, Keyshawn Shul, Rudy, had to call a press conference yesterday after arresting these two white guys at Penn Station with a murderous plot. The anti-Semitic crimes are up a billion percent. Now, hold on a second. That's true. There are a lot of anti-Semitic uh, crimes, and I deal with them, with the Guardian Angels, in a lot of neighborhoods throughout the city, mostly Brooklyn. But I, I ask again, was this crime that was going to be hatched, these two local yokels caught in Penn Station by a task force of NYPD, and I believe it was MTA cops assigned to uh, Penn Station. They're the New York State cops. Uh, they guard the property of the Long Island Railroad, Metro North, and the cities and buses. Was this truly an act of anti-Semitism? I mean, listen, listen to what Eric Adams had to say about it, our mayor. The suspects were apprehended before they could act on the alleged plan to murder members of the Jewish community in our city. This was not an idle threat. This was a real threat. Uh, After arresting the suspect, law enforcement officers recovered a Glock semi-automatic firearm, a ghost gun with an extended 30-round magazine, a large hunting knife, and a Nazi armband. All right, let's bifurcate this, Lou. The Nazi armband and the knife was held by the guy, the crazy, uh, from Long Island. He's a Gentile. The Glock and the ghost gun and the ammunition was in the home of his Jewish partner, whose grandfather was a victim of the Holocaust, who had a maternal grandfather who said, it's impossible, Uh, this other guy, the Gentile, had to convince him to do this. I thought Jews were the smartest, right? You mean to tell me the Gentile convinced the Jew? How can this be a crime of anti-Semitism? Or is it just a crime that one of the participants is a self-hating Jew? Or maybe, Lou, they'll call him a Jew for Jesus. I don't know. But this sort of reminds me when Jesse Jackson uh, was asked about black racism. He said blacks can't be racist because they're a minority. They've been victims of racism. Is it an anti-Semitic crime when... One of the partners is a, a total Jew, mother and father Jewish, maternal and paternal grandparents. Uh, the paternal grandparent apparently was a victim of the, hosp- uh, of the Holocaust. When he went to buy the guns in Pennsylvania with a guy named Jay, stored him in his apartment in the Upper West Side, the Glock, the ghost gun. I don't know if he's uh, been sprung. They had a high bail on him. I'm going to have to dig down on this. But I noticed that Rabbi Joe Potashnik was there behind the mayor, a whole bunch of other machas in the Jewish community. Can that be an anti-Semitic? Can you be anti-Semitic if you're a Jew yourself? Nobody wants to answer that. I'm still waiting for a return call on that, Rabbi Joe. All of a sudden, I'm a person of no consequence. You lost my number. But then they got back on track from anti-Semitism, which is a real problem here and throughout the country, to uh, Rudy, who once again was squaring up 
with Sid Rosenberg about this sit-down, this dinner that he's supposed to have with Eric Adams, and telling him straight out, man, it ain't going to happen. Are you delusional? Here's the problem, I think, for him, honestly. He he could be very much uh, hurt among other Democrats if he meets with me. You know, meeting with me is like meeting with the devil. devil. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. I mean, Sid was laughing. I'm going to be on with him tomorrow at 740 in the morning, Wednesday, 740 in the morning, and I'm going to pimp slap him around on this. But is Sid oblivious to what Al Slim Shady Sharpton, the kingmaker for Eric Adams, had to say with Eric Adams on the podium at the National Action Network headquarters on 145th Street on Saturday? I saw the same distortion made on David Dinkins when he was the mayor of New York, the first black mayor. And I'm seeing the same trend in the media and among some who called themselves progressives that attacked Dinkins with misinformation that are attacking this mayor. And we went for it, some of us in the black community. We went for it, saying Dave Dinkins played tennis too much, like there's something wrong with staying in shape, or that he shouldn't have had on tuxedos, like he's supposed to go to a formal affair in blue jeans. And we inadvertently, in our passion, beat him down to where the results was we got Rudy Giuliani. Now, there is no way that Eric Adams is going to um, cross his mentor, his supporter, number one supporter, Aslam Shady Sharpton, Eric Adams signed on to the covenant with the start of the National Action Network years ago. There's no way. I don't understand why Sid, who's a cracker and a Jew, thinks that Eric Adams is going to side with him versus Aslam Shady Sharpton. you got to be listening tomorrow morning at 740. But meantime, oh, a little bit of a flashback. Uh, oh, my God. You know, look, 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 notice what what Sid left here on the desk here. This is the DNA of how this all took place. This meeting uh, that Sid is hoping for between my Kumbadichi, Trudy Giuliani. I'm doing everything to make sure that doesn't happen. And uh, Eric Adams. You know who pushed Sid to try to create this sit-down? His lawyer, and I think Rudy's got to uh, recuse himself on this because he's represented Rudy, too. Arthur Idala. Oh, yeah. Traditor. You know, uh, apparently, look at this letter. Arthur Idala is to be honored by the Crooked Bar Association of Brooklyn. It's going to happen uh, on uh, December 5th, I believe, at the El Karib in Marine Park. By the way, you know, the El Carib, uh, the silent partners who used to own it was Little Nick, Nick Carrazzo, of the Gambino crime family, came out of Canarsie, who took the contract to put the hit on me, Lou, back on June 19th of 1992. He put together the hit team. Oh, yeah. It was, there was Joey, uh, Joe D'Angelo, the driver, who had been a protege of Sammy the Bull Gravano. So he had to prove that he was not a rat like Sammy the Bull. He was the driver. 
And little Nick, Nick Carrazzo's hitman, Michael Iannotti, who did 20 years for shooting me five times with hollow point bullets. But now he's he's done his time and he's out there. Hey, Iannotti, why don't you go for some uh, pistol training there at Rodman's Neck to police uh, artillery range there <laughs> right near City Island because uh, your aim was off, huh? You schmuck. But the El Carib was the place where both these guys went to get paid off for putting a hit on me. And uh, the final words of little Nick Nick Carrazzo, the silent owner of the El Carib, was, you better hope that Sliwa dies because if he doesn't, this is going to be double trouble for you. And it resulted in four trials against John Gotti Jr., who skated. On technicality, technicalities, but the gunman, Ianati, he did 20 years for shooting me. So where are they having this celebration for Arthur Idala? El Karib. I think it's the Russian mob who owns it now behind the scenes. But anyway, I digress. The reason I mention this, Lou, is I know Arthur Idala, he's friends of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, and Frank Caron, the corrupt chief of staff who is exiting City Hall on January 1st. In fact, he used to uh, promote uh, Bill de Blasio for the eight years that he took a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball to this thing that we so love. And so he's being honored, right? Hmm. And he has gone out of his way to attack Judge James Burke. Who's Judge James Burke? He's the one who sat in the trial of... Harvey Weinstein, the perv of all pervs, and gave him 23 years in March of 2020. So Arthur Idala was a little crybaby. He didn't like the way that Judge James Burke treated him in court. So he goes to Frank Carone, the crooked chief of staff, and he says, man, don't sign him up for another five-year gig. Don't sign him up for another five-year gig. And what did Caron say? No problem, Idala. He's gone. We're going to defrock him. This is what we need. Tough law and order judges. Judge James Burke. What a disgraciata. You know who appointed him, Lou? My kumbadichi, Rudy Giuliani, who appointed tough law and order judges. And because Idala was insulted at the way he was treated... In the Harvey Weinstein trial, how much did Harvey pay you, Idala? How do you look at yourself in the mirror? You want the judge defrocked. And now you're using your political muscle with Frank Carone and Eric Adams to do that. What a disgraziata. So now you know the story of how these sit-down, this hope-for sit-down, is taking place. It's through... Sid's consolieri, Arthur Idala, who put together this dinner with him and Eric Adams, that that's all that Sid can talk about, he's for toots. And let me tell you something, it ain't ever going to happen to sit down with Mike Kumbaricich. Eric Adams called him a racist. I will never forgive that, and I will never forget that. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
up those Bitcoin bandits. Lock up those cryptocurrency Ponzi scammers. Lock up those blockchain criminals. I've been on this here at WABC for weeks. Finally, some of my colleagues here are catching up, but they're on just the peripheral edge. They haven't done a deep dive on the scam of all scams, scams that are going to make what Bernie Madoff do seem like uh, he was a juvenile delinquent. Let me give you the updates. Bitcoin this morning hit a two-year low as the cryptocurrency market takes a bruising following the collapse of FTX. The cryptocurrency market has lost more than, get this, $1.4 trillion in value this year as the industry has been plagued with problems from failed projects to a liquidity crunch exacerbated by the fall of FTX. How about the fact that they're Bitcoin bandits? It's cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers out there and blockchain criminals. Crypto prices remain under pressure as investors fear the FTX collapse could cause a contagion across the industry. It should. Think of it, FTX, right? The uh, guy who looks like a 15-year-old who fell out of his bunk bed at summer camp. He absconded with $18 billion. They had $32 billion of investments from suckers out there, a million suckers around the world. And many of them whales, and they won't acknowledge it. They won't come forward because they don't want to. They don't want to tell tell the world that they got suckered. You know, they cons- they consider to be the brightest, the most intelligent. They can't be bamboozled. They were, and they'll continue to be bamboozled, just like they were with. Um, well, let's go through the history, right? Subprime mortgage almost caused the implosion of our entire economy in two thousand eight. Oh, and then uh, junk bonds, remember Milken and Bosky that Rudy put away? Oh, yeah, that, that, and then, oh, <laughs> we can go through <laughs> Enron. Republicans, Democrats, they've all had their beak in the, the trough. Let me give you the updates on here. The market capitalization of Coinbase, which uh, apparently is the only SEC-regulated public company. You got that? The only one dealing with cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, or blockchain. Just dropped below $10 billion. This time last year, it was worth $70 billion. The amount of value loss in Coinbase stock is probably greater than the loss of value of FTX. This is the big picture. The fallout from FTX's implosion is rippling across crypto markets in the U.S., causing a loss of trust in all the major players. BlockFi and Genesis have blocked withdrawals, with Genesis reportedly warning that it, too, may implode. Now, uh, how come nobody has asked Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, why he was advocating Bitcoin, why he wanted to be paid in Bitcoin? Boy, that ended after his first two paychecks. He got paid biweekly. Why he wanted to uh, invite these cryptocurrency Ponzi scammers, Bitcoin bandits, and blockchain criminals to New York City to give them a haven, a sanctuary, and said there should be no regulation whatsoever. And likewise, his Siamese twin down in Miami, Suarez, the Republican mayor who thinks he's going to become the first Latino president over my dead body, who said, oh, no, 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 Miami should be the international headquarters quarters for the cryptocurrency criminals. Look, these questions need to be asked. 
Why is it that I appear to be the only one doing that? And again, you can always catch up and hear this uh, on uh, Thanks to Trinity Rehab, which uh, has housed my digital home here at WABC. The podcasts of the shows that I do, the Curtis News Network, you got to check out that video podcast. I do one a day, and my social media posts can be found at wabcradio.com slash Curtis. You want to be listening tomorrow, 740. It's going to be me and Sid, and we're going to get it on once again.